It's Thursday. It's time for splash play. I'm rocking my new splash play dad hat. I'm ready to crush you in low ball again, Spags. Look, you look cool. I think it's hard for anybody to argue that, but we got a lot to touch on. A big week of news that has been piling up by the minute. We got the low ball lineups like Pete mentioned. We're going to do Thursday night football. Jets, Colts, Mike White, Mania sweeping the nation. The low probability crystal ball. And we will do some numbers don't lie with my brand backup quarterback. So Pete, hit that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine, fresh off his New York City trip, where I believe he conquered the city. He's Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? Yeah, I mean, the goose already, uh, people, uh, I did three shows yesterday and I, on like five hours of sleep, and uh, I sounded like shit, and uh, people let me know, but I'm feeling good. I got a nice, I don't know, like nine hours of sleep. I went to the gym. I went to the sauna. I had a lunch. I'm I'm back, Spags. I'm back. That's good. It's good that you go to the sauna, even though there aren't football games on for you to avoid. I, you know what? It's uh, I didn't get to go to the sauna on Sunday because uh, I was trying to get a bunch of shit done uh, before my my New York trip. So uh, I was missing it and uh, had to go midweek. I'm glad you're bringing your A game here, as we always do here on Splash Play. So make sure you hit that like button. And also, if you missed our tweet earlier, uh, right now, go to the at Splash Play pod handle. Check the pin tweet. We're giving the viewer guest spot away today on this show. Um, we normally are going to the podcast reviews, but want to change it up to reward some new people out there. So retweet the link that is the pin tweet on uh, Splash Play pod on Twitter. You'll be entered to win here, and we'll do that drawing in about 10 minutes. So the person who will be joining the show today gets some ample time to get set up and get on. On camera so again check that pin tweet at splash play pod and retweet it right now if you want to be entered in our drawing in just a few short minutes but Pete, we got a lot of news to hit on but let's i guess let's do the other plugs first before we get into one serious news item then some fun news items but uh splash play of course presented by football outsiders and uh this week there's a special deal going on i mentioned on sunday's show it wasn't out yet now it's out you can get football outsiders for one dollar a week at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe you'll hear a lot of people bill simmons always talking about dvoa which makes me feel good we talk about it on here too it is a great data point to reference uh, relative to what teams are giving up or performing compared to their peers and the average in the nfl so go check it out there's also a lot of other great stats and data and content and tools at football outsiders so go get it for just one dollar a week at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and um Pete, I feel like we also should give the quick plug for tomorrow because the schedule is going to be moving around a little bit. We will have the great Sam Hoppin, who's the four for four football data analytics manager, just started doing that job as we're doing great data for them, as well as for Pete's show, uh, Ship Chasing, doing a stat chasing show over on their channel. So uh, go check us out tomorrow. We'll be here with Sam Hoppin at the usual 2.30 time. And then on Sunday, we'll be back doing the Sunday night special because I will be on the road next week driving cross country. Uh, Thursday and Friday shows. We'll see what happens with those. Pete and I have to figure that out. Uh, but Sunday night will be the special coming up here. Another old school splash play coming up Sunday night. So come hang out with us at some point during the Sunday night football game. Uh, Pete, let's open with this one. We, it's always tough to open with the downer news, but we'll get silly right after. But Henry Ruggs uh, released from the Raiders after driving at twice the legal blood alcohol limit at 156 miles per hour, kills a woman. I retweeted yesterday uh, the Derek Carr clip, which I thought was honestly one of the nicest things I've seen from a, a football industry that sometimes can uh, you know not handle these things the best. Uh, but I thought his support of his teammate at a time where uh, it's hard to support him very much given the actions there. But I feel like we have to talk about it. If there's any, if you want to segue over to fantasy implications, Pete, we can do 
that. But just a bummer of a news item in a, in a week where there's just so much news going on. Yeah, no, and it, it, it does put his teammates in such a awful spot, you know, because that these guys are, you know, family and they rally uh, behind each other. And it's just like, you know, what Henry Ruggs did is is unforgivable. So it's it's really, really tough on their team. I can't even imagine the mental headspace that they are in this week as they, you know, head to play this game against the Giants. Uh, I can't. You know, it's not like one of those, like, let's all rally behind our, you know, teammate kind of thing. This is like our teammate did something shitty and awful. And, uh, and now we have to deal with it. Yeah. And just being a human being. And, you know, I think there's a lot of mental health stuff going on around, you know, the various industries. I think that our audience cares about, I know AEW, their champion, John Moxley, who was a former WWE guy also went into a, an inpatient drinking rehab this week because of the stress mounting up from having a baby uh, moving across the country. Uh, something that hit close to me is somebody who's honestly going through a lot of stress. Uh, I didn't talk I, Pete doesn't even know this actually, but found out last week, my dog, uh, my cherished Labrador Callie has cancer and oh, no. um, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's sad, but it's like, you know, I think the more important thing to me was, you know, recognizing into something I was talking about with my girlfriend yesterday about, um, you know, being willing to accept support from people, being willing to accept love from people, being willing to, you know, be available as well. If you are a person that has somebody going through a tough time, I think it's an important thing that we, you know, we talk about on the show, Pete, and it's not, you know, we're not doing a bit here. We actually do. I very much care about everybody who takes part in the show with us that is willing to abide all the silly shit we do on here. And I think it's important that us as guys, we try to destigmatize this stuff and you know, be willing to listen and extend that hand. And, and obviously the ladies in the audience too, but um, I just kind of want to put it out there because it's everybody's going through a tough time and you never know. And um, being supportive of somebody, even when they do something really awful, uh, as Pete is uh, aware of doing the show with me for so long, I would say that that's you know, just something that's important that I want to put out there up top and then we can do the rest of the nonsense we normally do here. Yep. No, I think it's uh, I think we do a good job of trying to to hit on everything that's going on in the NFL, even if it's not easy or enjoyable to do it. Speaking of things that are a little more enjoyable to mock, Aaron Rodgers will be out at Kansas City this weekend after testing positive for COVID. He reportedly sought a vaccination exemption after undergoing homeopathic treatment designed to raise his level of antibodies. And then he said he was immunized during a preseason press conference as he talked about the vaccination situation. Jordan Love's going to start Devontae Adams off the COVID list. But Pete, this is one that just made me laugh. And I tweeted it out. So you're hearing the same joke twice. But it just made me laugh to no end that Aaron Rodgers basically, you know, he's in the Hollywood ecosystem. He's hanging out with Shailene Woodley. I don't know if they're married now or engaged, whatever they are, but he's basically just took some vitamin D, ate an orange and then held a healing crystal. And he's like, Hey, I'm vaccinated guys. <laughs> it just didn't work. And it's just, it's kind of classic Aaron Rodgers, where he's such a great player, but one of these guys that over the course of time, it's impossible to not mock him at every turn. Yeah, he definitely gives everyone plenty of ammo to dislike him. And it's been interesting to see the different strategies from some of these players as far as how they handle the COVID and the mass stuff. Like you've seen the really defiant stuff from uh, Cole Beasley, obviously. Uh, I think it was even like Durham Smythe on the uh, on the Dolphins that had stuff in his Twitter bio with this where Rodgers is still trying to have his cake and eat it too, you know, and, and wants to still be like, no, 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 I, I'm doing stuff like I'm taking this seriously, but not in the way we all need him to take it seriously. Yeah. And it's just Aaron Rodgers uh, doing Aaron Rodgers things. Lots of funny memes out there uh, that you can if you want to just dig into the Twitter trends. It honestly is an honestly is an enjoyable five minute uh, little scroll through there. So go check that out. And I guess the question for you, Pete, the football fantasy football betting implications here. Jordan loves starting an interesting spot going against Kansas City, a prove it spot. And, and I did say in some tweets, uh, replies to people as well, like, I think the funniest thing would be if Aaron Rodgers somehow gets bled-sewed here. I don't think it's very likely he'll probably be fine with the COVID and get back. But Jordan Love is a monster game, somehow beats Kansas City at Kansas City, and they've been reeling too. 
like, is there a world here where Jordan Love could be something meaningful, whether it be for just one week or even moving forward? I think so. Yeah, I, I think he could definitely. I mean, first of all, like on in DFS at forty four hundred. I mean, it's so cheap and it unlocks stuff. And I think it's actually going to end up being kind of popular because the whole thing people have been wanting to do with the Chiefs this year is like you play a cheap quarterback and then you fit in Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and now you have a cheap quarterback in their game. Uh, so I think that's going to be a very popular salary saving move. Um, the question is, and now we've kind of seen this with Justin Fields where, you know, we kind of blindly were like, oh, he's going to run Konami code. You know, he's going to unlock yeah. this, you know, high floor, high upside. And then we see with Justin Fields, like, okay, they're not actually doing design runs, you know, maybe a little scrambling here and there. And so that's the question for Jordan Love. And this is a guy, you know, they, they drafted him very high, but they have never shown any confidence whatsoever. Even when things were getting really bad with Aaron Rodgers and it looked like that relationship was going to fall apart. You know, if they felt really good about Jordan love in house, uh, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers still isn't there, but they, they clearly haven't felt great about Jordan love. So I do worry just quote unquote, is he, you know, good. Uh, but from a fantasy perspective, I mean, 4,400 is a super nice price tag. I think what's also interesting on this slate, though, is how he chalks up to someone like Taysom Hill, where you could just pay, you know, what is it, an extra, I think it's like an extra just $1,000 to get up to Taysom Hill. And he's got yeah, 1,100, I think. 1,100. So, yeah, and he's our, we know what we're going to get from Taysom Hill there, uh, where Jordan Love is still a bit of a black box. But yeah, I think he's definitely in the conversation. It's, I, from what I've heard from the cash game bros, I don't know if they are chomping at the bit even to play a $4,400 Jordan Love just with his how low his floor could be. Your relative to the season so far, Jordan Love obviously hasn't taken a lot of snaps, but has been a deep ball thrower, 13 intended air yards per attempt. A number uh, we're going to talk more about coming up in the numbers don't lie segment, but um, certainly some intriguing options to pay down for this week. And uh, some guys maybe for waivers too. I know Taysom Hill on in the league that I'm doing for edge sports with our company league uh, for fantasy football. I, my QB situation has been bad. My team in general has been bad where we were two and seven. I, I feel like I'm a, or two and six. I'm a real fucking sham of a, of a host here, Pete, because I just don't pay enough attention to fantasy football. Like, you know, to the season long, leagues because i'm so busy prepping for this show doing dfs you know three times a week obviously now with nba even more than that and uh i just got to say taste some health people are disrespecting them out there maybe a guy worth looking at on waivers for that long-term solution with Jameis winston out with the acl tear and i guess let's talk about that part real fast pete we mentioned Taysom hill i mentioned him too i'm more of a believer than it may seem and i think we can make the case a little bit more later in the show during numbers don't lie or, or perhaps we won't if that stats fat fake i don't want to spoil this one for everybody out there but how are you feeling about Taysom? Because there are some numbers I was digging into, and it's easy to make fun of him. It's also easy to make fun of the fact that Michael Thomas is going to be out for the year the second that it's announced that Jameis Winston is going to be out for the year, and he'll be having Taysom Hill as his starter. But I'm very intrigued by Taysom in this spot where they can't go anywhere else. There's not a Drew Brees looming over him. Um, there's not, you know, he had really good numbers last year in a way that digging through him again, I, I guess it just kind of went under the radar with how I filed it away mentally. How willing are you to dive in on Taysom Hill? Yeah, so... It's, I think it's a little trickier this year than it was last year where, you know, he was dialing in to Michael Thomas and you could kind of just skinny stack him. Uh, whereas this year, there's basically no attractive stacking partners for Taysom Hill. They're already rushing at an absurd rate. And now Taysom Hill's going to come into the offense and you got to presume they're going to rush even more. So I do think he'll get it done on the ground. I think he has a really high floor. He's probably like a lock for 15 points, you know, just, just from what he's going to do on the ground. And then everything on top of that's going to be gravy. But from a tournament perspective, 
I I guess I'm not quite as excited, even with guys like Jalen Hurts that you can skinny stack. You still feel good about, you know, stacking him with a Devonta Smith or a Dallas Goddard. I mean, do you have anyone that you're excited to stack up with Taysom Hill or would you just run him naked? Yeah, I guess maybe you could do the Traquan Smith route, but we've talked about that. That hasn't been the best so far. Callaway's shown some flashes, but I don't really have the trust level. Like you, And you honestly just give him Taysom Hill, his ability to sort of spread the ball around when Michael Thomas isn't out there. Like I think you could even make a Jawan Johnson case, but these are all really flimsy cases, and that's the, the crappy part. And I also know, too, last year, Alvin Kamara fell off a cliff in game Taysom Hill because he does run, take away those short throws. And I know, Pete, you were kind of going against me with my takes about Mark Ingram hurting Alvin Kamara. Now he's getting squeezed on two ends here, and I I would say, I don't know if the trade deadlines for leagues out there might be closed already, but Alvin Kamara, I think is going to take a sharp downturn here down the stretch. And I know you've pushed back on that, but do you feel that more so now with Taysom being the QB? Oh yeah. I mean, to me, Taysom Hill is a far bigger problem for him than, than Mark Ingram, just because Taysom Hill wasn't, you know, the check down kind of quarterback. And that's really where Alvin Kamara has just been feasting these past few weeks is just getting insane target shares where he was like a lock for, for 10 catches. And now you really worry about it. It's, it's just a stylistic thing. The quarterbacks that like to run, they, that's their kind of safety valve when plays break down, as opposed to just dumping it off to the running back. So I think it's a big concern for Alvin Kamara I do agree now that he's getting you know potentially I mean around the goal line his goal line role with Taysom Hill now is in serious question because there's nothing Sean Payton loves more than dialing up designed runs for Taysom Hill in, in the red zone so yeah I think it's definitely a concern and definitely not a fake throw and asking about Derrick Henry. We're going to talk about him in a second. So hang on and we'll take that question too. But uh, the Saints, I feel like we have to talk about them vis-a-vis Odell Beckham, who was excused from practice after his father posted the video of Odell Beckham open on a bunch of plays. Odell responded in the comments positively as well. So that wasn't a great look for him. Team reportedly tried to trade into the Saints. Saints didn't want to pay that price tag. Now there's reports that Odell may not pay, uh, play another down in Cleveland or some rumors maybe that he gets released. I don't know what's going to happen here, Pete, but I guess if you had to make the odds here, do you think he somehow plays this week against Cincinnati or at Cincinnati, or do you think this is his end here of, of a really ugly run in Cleveland? One that definitely didn't live up to the hype that we saw of obviously his giant stint. Yeah. I was like reading all the quotes and stuff when I was writing about it for the newsletter this morning. And the vibe I got was this was his, his last game in Cleveland and Odell is such a kind of cocky, you know, dude that I think he'll have a hard time kind of humbling himself and not, you know, he'll want to save face through this kind of situation. And it does really seem like it's beyond repair right now with him. And, you know, he's always been kind of a front runner type guy mm-hmm. too. Like when things are going well, you know, he, he can be an elite talent. And then when things are shittier and he's not getting the target volume that he wants, then he throws these temper tantrums. I mean, it is like absurd, just like writing the sentence that this all stemmed from his dad going after Baker Mayfield on Instagram. I was just like, what a healthy fucking normal society we live in. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, and we certainly saw it a lot with the ball family. And I think that was maybe what gave the roadmap here for dads to feel more engaged. And myself with my son coming along, Pete, I am very ready to trash everybody. Every peewee football team out there. If that QB isn't feeding Lucas Spagnuolo, every fucking touch at every turn, <laughs> you'll be hearing about it on Instagram and, and probably on the show, which hopefully will have a much bigger following by the time that comes around. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you will uh, be using your nepotism to have Luca as the featured guest every episode. Oh yeah. He'll be, he'll be here. I'll be doing the low ball lineups. Little the baby. Maroon, maroon. 
<laughs> Mon Ode, apparently a lot of controversy over how that's spelled with our pal Justin Freeman today. And I will defense of that. Madone spelled the D, not an R. Um, Justin has, has become basically our ombudsman. You know, he was talking to us about <laughs> our low ball rules, checking you on your Verone spelling. So we, we can't get anything past Justin. Justin is one of one of our best friends out there. And of course, make sure to use that promo code Pete over at Run the Sims if you want some enhanced simulations and the ability to make your own projections out there. Great site that our pal Justin Freeman's doing. And we'll have him on at some point in the show. The schedules have been uh, tough so far. Derrick Henry, let's talk about this now. Derrick Henry had surgery on his foot, will miss extended time, opening some opportunity for someone, possibly the newly signed Adrian Peterson. Jerry McNic uh, Jeremy McNichol also in, in the hunt to be the RB1 potentially. Guys like Makai Sargent have looked really good in limited sample size ball. Kyrie Blossom game, a low ball stable for any lineups out there pete what's your initial read here because it did seem like based on the news items variable telling adrian peterson to be ready and, and to not screw up i think was basically the the quote that i saw that we know he can step into a role and be productive especially if he's getting volume and i feel like that's the way it's got to go even though mcnichol stealing that pass down work can definitely be something worthwhile yeah we were talking about it on uh ship chasing last night i mean the two biggest like they're they're gonna give Adrian Peterson carries. Like we know that the the two big questions are one, does he have anything left in the tank? Is he just pure dust? Because we've seen this go both ways. You know, you can look at the Ravens right now, and those guys are just so beyond cooked. But then you watch, say, like Mark Ingram, you know, on the Saints, he's like all of a sudden looks pretty spry in the in the receiving game. So you never know which direction this is go. And then the other big wrinkle for me is. Is he going to get, you know, 95% of the early down and goal line rushing work? If he does, like he's probably going to be a pretty good play. If he comes in and he's in like a 60-40 split with a Deonta Foreman or a Dontrell Hilliard, then you're in real trouble because then it's a three-way committee. He's, uh, you know, however many years old. What is he, 32 years old at this point? Um, 70, I think probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might even be older than that. But um, I do think, so my kind of take is, I think we know what we're going to get from Jeremy McNichols and he's kind of like, he's 36 years old, not 32. Um, he's going to get us the, the pass catching work. And I, you got to assume too, that the Titans will play a little more up tempo, maybe be in more negative game scripts, maybe change their offensive philosophy a little bit more than they have been. So in full PPR, uh, I do like McNichols, but I feel like the Adrian Peterson range of outcomes is pretty wide where like, if he's running well, like they might just give him 20 carries a game and he could be a really, really, you know, that would put him in like league winner type status uh, with how good that offensive line is. So there's a huge range of outcomes. Like we were doing our FFPC bids last night and we had some aggressive bids on Adrian Peterson, like in the 300 range, didn't get him in a single league because he was going for over 500 out of a thousand. And this is in week, whatever. So people were using 80, 90% of their fab to get Adrian Peterson in the high stakes leagues. It's interesting. I mean, the end zone work alone or the red zone work plus the goal line work could be something that um, easily ports over to Peterson more than anybody else. And I think that's probably worth taking the stabs there. And again, if you can get him in a league, uh, if Pete's talking about these high profile leagues, he's got spending a lot of money on that. Um, I think, you know, certainly something you'd be doing in your season long league as well. And for DFS, uh, definitely going to be an interesting tournament play on Sunday night. And the question here about Derrick Henry uh, picking him up in a season long league and putting him in your IR spot. I'm keeping DJ Chark in my IR spot, so I have no issue with that. I think if you have anybody that could have an asset and DJ Chark's not going to play again this year. Derrick Henry at least has a shot to do it. I don't know how much I would put stock in that, given that he's a larger man with a foot injury. That seems like not the best combination overall, but I, Pete, I like IR spots hold anybody you think could possibly have value is what I'd say, because there's no point in having them otherwise. Yeah, no, like it sounds like the intent of his question is like, should I see 
feel slimy, you know, <laughs> about, about, you know, exploiting this loophole. And it's like, no, I mean, everyone else uh, has that IR spot. Some people have to use it because they legitimately have a player that they, uh, that they lost for the season. But if you can kind of game that system and, uh, and use it, you definitely should take advantage of that. And yeah, it, it doesn't sound like Henry's going to be back for the regular season. Um, if he does come back, it seems like it'd be more like the playoffs, but Hey, it's worth the risk. We've seen kind of, was it last year? George Kittle was supposed to be out for much longer and he came back way earlier than expected. So you never know how these things go. I normally bet against, uh, you know, the really optimistic rosy injury turns, but if you got a free IR spot and no one else to use it, go for it. Yeah, and I think if nothing else could be great for team morale, and that's really the main thing, is you want you want that leadership in the locker room of Derrick Henry on your IR. Uh, some other news from the trade deadline. Von Miller traded to the Rams for second round and third round picks in the 2022 draft. Uh, defense doesn't matter, Pete, but the Rams are already minus 7% according to DVOA. And I feel like, to me, the one thing that jumps out is just, A, the Rams' star-focused approach. But now they do have really elite players at every level, or you have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, you have Von Miller in that linebacking slash edge rushing core. You also have Aaron Donald up front, and, you know, we don't, again, defense is not going to be our forte here. It's something that I think is uh, oh, probably looked at too much according to a lot of fantasy analysts out there. We kind of look at it more holistically. Pete, do you have any feel here? I just feel like a great move by the Rams team that we've already talked about since really the preseason about the Rams being a Super Bowl contender or in a legit one that wouldn't surprise me at all to see them win at all. They're really just geared up for that. And I think anything in service of that is a good move. So trade a second and third rounder for one of the most elite pass rushers we've had in a, in a decade, like absolutely fantastic move by them. And one, I don't see any downside to yeah, I I view everything exclusively through a fantasy lens. So my initial take was like, as we've seen kind of with Buffalo, whose defense is playing really well this year, we haven't seen just quite the massive elite, you know, offensive ceiling just because they're up so much in games and don't have to have their foot on the gas. So you, you wonder, you know, with how well, uh, Cooper cup in this passing game has been clicking. Uh, if, if it just takes the, a little bit off, off the top there um, and you see way more kind of Darrell Henderson and the defensive type games, because they are definitely loaded on defense. And then uh, the rest of the news. And if you want to start queuing up the, uh, yeah, the, let's do that right now. Cause I just realized we were, uh, yeah, we're, there's again a lot of news this week, so let's do the drawing here. And oh, I love the brand. Was was it branded last time we did this? I think I forgot to do it, and this time I remembered. <laughs> well, to do I it. love it, Pete. What a wrinkle here! So let's spin it. This person who we spin right now will join us as a viewer guest while we, uh, well, after we finish up the news, and of course the low probability crystal ball. But let's spin that wheel and make the deal. Who will join us on today's show, Pete? Is it Brian? Brian F. Schultz. So, Brian, um, let's get a link over to Brian now. Hopefully you were watching the show and didn't just retweet, not knowing you would be here. But it's your time in the spotlight, Brian. And I think, Brian, too, I, I did check to see the people that were following me in addition to the Splash Play handle. And <laughs> I think Brian is one of them. So, good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, if you, if you ever come on this show and you're not following Spags, he will remember it for the rest of his life. That's true. You will immediately go on my shit list, my Knicks and enemies list. <laughs> so it'll be on. Uh, other news to hit on real fast. Noah Fant on the COVID list. Uh, I think that's an, a vaguely interesting one for Albert Agui Boonham, probably a little bit of a boost to guys like Jerry Judy, as well as to Cortland Sutton. But um, we can just do a quick take here, Pete, because we've got to get the crystal ball in for where another human being joins the show. Uh, Noah Fant on the COVID list. Does that do anything for for you uh yeah i'm excited about uh albert akui boonham i the comp i was using is i feel like it's kind of the foster moreau filling in for uh darren waller spot where akui boonham is very athletic uh he had a really nice uh college profile and he was actually getting a role 
you know, even with Noah Fant healthy, they were using him a little bit in the red zone. He had a good preseason too. So I feel pretty confident that he's a talented dude and can step right in. And then this game environment is going to be good. Dallas is going to put up a ton of points and I think he'll be on the field the entire game. So I feel pretty good about him. He's going to end up being super popular uh, and rightfully so. So I'm going to have kind of a hard decision. Um, it's not going to be like the Foster Moreau fill-in where it didn't happen until the last second and he was only 12%. Like people are going to have all week uh, to get excited about him and he'll probably be like that Ricky Seals-Jones play a few weeks back where he was 35, 40% owned. Um, also, the link is now out to Brian. So, Brian, if you're watching this show, check your DMs from the Splash Play handle. I just pushed along the StreamYard link. And shout out to Tom Source in the chat, who did just, in fact, follow me live here on the show to avoid the heat in case uh, he could get in as a, a backup. So, Tom, you're now officially my backup for following me here as we as we talk about. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you guys don't want to know. I mean, sometimes I float guests to come on this show, and Spag's like, they don't follow me. Fucking yeah, no. no. <laughs> Like, I would right, like Spag. to say that's like Pete's doing a bit here. That has been perhaps a point that's been raised. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm a spiteful human being. I can't help who I am, but all smiles here. Tyrod Taylor, QB1 for Houston at Miami this week. Uh, Tyrod did lead uh, the Texans to a, an impressive early showing, I guess, relative to what people expected. Are you willing to go Tyrod now that we do have Jordan Love? We do have Taysom Hill, and it does feel like Tyrod could go completely under the radar in a game against the fellow crappy team that does give up some points. Oh, baby. No, this, no, we got to derail this because the spite, I this follow, is, I followed, that's false. I followed, this Al is heating years. up, baby. <laughs> no, Al doesn't, Al is in, in, incorrectly informed here. I have followed Al for a very long time since the DFS edge. He just doesn't know because I've been so ride or die for that long. Okay. All right, Al, uh, check the receipts here. We got, we got to get to the bottom of this because boy, would this be. Oh, shit. You know what? I'm somehow not following him. I must have unfollowed him accidentally. Oh! Oh, there well, you know we what, Al go. wins. I guess I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm sorry, Al, that you are correct. I I don't know how that happened. Sometimes I do fat finger things on Twitter, but unfollowing Al might be one of the things that I would never do. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. So Spags, maybe you now need to be a little more charitable to the people who think have wronged you. Maybe they just accidentally didn't follow you either. Yeah, Pete, I don't like you uh, turning my hubris right back at me like that. By the way, show Al some love and, of course, go to smizzle.tv slash charity because I presume he's still doing his charity run. And uh, I've, I I honestly don't even know how it happened. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh this is, I mean, this is just hilarious. First, Spags is like bullying people onto the show into following him. So Spags, this is how Spags gets his follower count being like, I will uh, put you on my shit list for the rest of your life if you don't follow me. And I'm so upset Ms. at myself. calls you what? out. I can't uh, believe I, I can't believe Al A. Thanks for watching the stream, Al. I appreciate it for being <laughs> one of our greatest guests this season. But uh, yeah, that's on me, and I I got to take the hit. I guess just got to take the L. Um, now now I don't even know how to get into character, Pete. We got to do the low probability crystal ball before we get our special viewer guest here on the show. So um, let let's do it if we can. Are you ready? Yes, I am. But just real quick, because I'm also wondering if we should set up a backup uh, for Brian. Because okay. uh, I have yet to hear from I, him. I think it's Tom. I think, or I think I think it's Al. I think it's Al's Zine. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's do another drawing now, right before we do this, so we can get. And if if they both show up and we have two, that's fine. But let's yeah. make sure we have someone. Okay. Spin it one more time, and then we'll. I'll just wear the shawl on my head like an idiot. <laughs> it's when I'm not in character, I just feel foolish wearing the shawl on my head. Actually, let me get rid of uh, Brian from this. Oh, smart move. This veteran moves by Pete running this wheel. <sighs> Oh, beep, 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 it is. Beep. Is ah. it Tom? There you go. It's there Tom. 
Tom, your your good karma has racked up. See what happens when you follow me on Twitter. All the good things happen. <laughs> you see what happens when you follow me on Twitter. Get the fuck out of here. You get a couple good retweets a week, show promo, and then you get to sometimes come on Splash Play. So, uh, Tom, let me let me send Tom. The I, link I'm sending. I got okay. it. I'm DMing it. <laughs> So let's let's talk about also my girlfriend pointing out this is in fact a scarf and not a shawl that I wear for my uh, my gypsy or yeah, let me get my, my, my blanket. But it is uh it is that time, guys. We're gonna look into our low probability crystal ball, where as you saw in the thumbnail, one of our most cherished bits here, where we figure out some of the low probability plays and bets that could have some juice this weekend or maybe even tonight on Thursday night football. Well, let's do it, Pete. Are you feeling ready? Do you have your crystal ball good to go? Uh. I do have my crystal ball good to go. Am I feeling ready? No, but that is how we always do these. All right. So there people now going to immediately unfollow me. Nick, don't unfollow me. It's going to pay it forward. I promise. (laughs) I also notice in the hopper, Brian has logged into StreamYard. So we do have, have Brian Schultz joining us here in a bit. All right, so we'll have a double a double duty viewer guest here. And of course, that's the fun we have on this show. So make sure you're watching every single time we put out an episode because that's what we do. But but Peter, it's time to look into our low probability crystal balls where we will find some of these very slim margin outcomes that we will play, bravely predict here on the show, courtesy of rubbing our, our crystal ball-esque objects. Oh, yes. Oh, my ball here. It's been so good to me. I continue to attract customers at an alarming rate. They say they don't need these stupid fantasy analyst hacks anymore and that I have revealed the truth to winning their fantasy leagues and DFS contest bags. Well, the good news, Pete, is I'll take one pick off the board for you, one involving a backup quarterback, which, as we've discussed on the show, something that I never gave up as a bit and continue to push all year long. And once again, I will ride the Mike White train, Mike White mania sweeping the fields of New of New Jersey, New York, wherever the Jets fans The Meadowlands, I believe, is what it's called, Spence. I think it's now a different name. It's MetLife Stadium, in <laughs> fact. So things were both incorrect, which is really what this show is all about. But the crystal ball doth seeth all and tonight mike white 300 touchdowns 300 300 yards rushing sorry the crystal ball's a little foggy 300 yards rushing 300 touchdowns Pete, could you believe it he's gonna have 300 yards rushing and 300 touchdowns it seems a bit bold but that's what we do around here spags as we look into the future and we see outcomes that no one else can even envision much less conceive you are fucking crazy the infinite pop probability crystal ball comes through once again point being mike white good game is what i'm seeing here mostly pete what do you see in yours it's so funny you say mike white because one trend i've noticed with these fantasy analysts is it it's a dog eat dog world they're always trying to one up each other dare i say even leverage each other's picks what if we all came together as a family and correlated our crystal ball predictions i see denzel mims getting some of those mike white touchdowns tonight two touchdowns for one mr denzel mims who actually ran double the routes and played double the snaps as a more ballyhooed elijah moore last week an interesting play, Pete, but I don't see anything Denzel Mims related in my crystal ball at all. In fact, that must be part of the infinite possibilities crystal ball. Oh, so you think, uh, you think Mike White is going to throw for 6,000 yards and not any of them are going to go to Denzel Mims, you fucking rube. 5,999 yards to Jameson Crowder, one to Elijah Moore, and many routes run for Denzel Mims will be in fantastic cardio shape is what I see it here. 
Let's go. Let's go. Give us another pick. Show us what's in that shitty old ball of yours. Well, this this is coming in a little more clearly, and this is one, the low probability shining through, but we talked about it up top. Aaron Rodgers, he's probably holding a crystal ball of his own to get his vaccination status, but it is, in fact, going to be Jordan Love, who comes into Kansas City, beats the Chiefs 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing. He's almost a Mike White, not quite a Mike White, who could be, but still, Jordan Love will be the millionaire make a winning cue be this very weekend i just want you to know that i think you do a lovely job looking into your crystal ball but you you do know that there are other players out there other than backup quarterbacks correct <laughs> that it is possible to give people something other than a shitty backup quarterback the crystal ball is very on brand you see and they're also completely different slates one's a thursday night showdown slate one's on the main slate so completely different plays according to the crystal ball give what does yours say though because apparently it's so much better than my uh well-vetted crystal ball with great success yeah maybe i would say taste some hill but i won't don't want to steal the last card you have up your sleeve no i'm going to talk about one Mr. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He leads the league in air yards. 321 air yards last game. It's beautiful. We call them prayer yards, but not with Marquise Matt Brown. I call them deliver yards. He will deliver on those yards. He's going to have a monster game against the Vikings. I see somewhere between 150 to 200 yards and 1.5 TDs. <laughs> Wow, so specific yet so brave. And I will give you that credit. And also, my crystal ball says prayer yards. Is that something you came up with off the cuff? Because we love it here. Uh, no, that's actually a well-known joke within the DFS community. Oh. Maybe you should pay attention for once. Well, I guess I'm such a fish that I'm <laughs> based on my results so far this year. Must have missed that one. Either way, any more prob low probability plays for you? Or should we move on and get into our normal characters that were really running well before this bit? Same. Okay, there we go. All right, now it's time I to get I feel like last week the past few weeks I was ready to bail and uh and you gave me the out this this week you wanted to bail and I gave I, you the out. My heart wasn't in this one and once my I was flubbing the Mike White things like I was trying to come up with the take but then the voice wasn't hitting right and I'm like how do I get the voice better it was a whole thing Either way we're going to have our viewer guest on for, as always here for numbers don't lie Brian is driving <laughs> Currently a driving. beautiful have, dog have my in the phone background locked in got the dog with me yeah nice wow. well let's let's keep your eyes on the road at 10 and 2 you don't need to make oh, eye contact with us i am locked in i'm like two minutes from home so okay we know well, it. awesome All right, now uh, interesting question here are you going to stay in your car when you get home or are you going to walk into your home this is you know i'm just very curious from a production standpoint um i'll probably go in in inside okay cool so we like kind of get good. to See kind of you just walking into your house, maybe a little crib style tour. Um, I'm going to the parents' house. We're working out of there today. So, oh, yeah. okay. All right. What, what's the yeah. uh, what's the handsome dog's name or, or lady? Beautiful. If it's a lady dog. Lady. It's Annie. Oh, okay. Annie. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Annie. Annie adding some nice color here. And I also have to say, Brian, I think our first driving guest we ever had in the show. Really? Yeah. Yes, Bags and I have kind of talked about it for a long time behind closed doors. Are we ever going to get a guest who had the courage to actually drive while on the show? And we never thought this day would come, and it's it's emotional for both of us. Well, I was dropping my dad off, saw Pete send the link, and I was like, oh, I better get in there. I don't want to miss it. So Awesome. Well, I, I recognize yeah. your your handle, of course, from uh, Twitter, and so it's uh, it's great to to put a face and a dog to the name. Yeah. All right, so Brian. Absolutely. Uh, the... Glad to be on. 
All right, so Brian, let's do numbers don't lie, and hopefully you can follow along here because, of course, this is our most overwritten bit that we do. But want to make sure we give you a chance. Of course, three stats, two are true, one is a lie, and Pete and Brian here will have to guess which of these is true and which is the fake. Uh, Brian, do you feel ready here on the road to deal with the advanced mathematics I'm going to throw at you? Did you lose me? Sounds like a yes. Sounds like a <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go. He's ready. All right, there we go. All right, there's a confirmation I needed. Consent, always important out there. Uh, backup QBs have always been Chris Spag's brand, as everybody knows. So it's great that he's touted so many that have had tremendous success. This week, that includes Mike White, who's coming off a 400-yard game. He's slated to face the Colts tonight on Thursday Night Football. Thanks in part to his league-low 5.4 intended air yards per attempt, Mike White's 82.2% adjusted completion rate would currently be number two amongst all QBs expected to play Week 9 behind just Kirk Cousins. Pete, that was a lot of information there and uh, maybe some distractions too. Does that sound true to you? It does because what he had like 402 passing yards last week. He was checking down a ton to Jamison Crowder and Michael Carter. So uh, on first blush, that sounds like it could be true to me. All right, Brian, how are you feeling here? Do you, do you buy that Mike White might be number two in the league in a adjusted completion rate off of his one start and I guess one backup stint? I buy the Mike White component, but I, I question Kirk Cousins. I didn't mm. realize he was that high in completion percentage. So, All right. That's, that's a, a good... fair thing to poke holes in. As, as Pete can tell you, sometimes I'll throw these traps in there, and maybe that's the part that's not true. But, of course, it's a backup QB theme. Numbers don't lie. So let's talk about P.J. Walker, who may start for the concussed Sam Darnold versus the Pats this weekend. Well, NFL fans haven't seen much from Walker, Walker other than a win against the Lions last season. He's a certified legend for the handful of us that watch the XFL. Walker's seven deep attempts per game in the XFL would be the most in the NFL this season amongst starting QBs. While his 11.2 yards per completion would also be tops amongst NFL QBs as well. Brian, uh, I don't know if you're an XFL man, but does that sound like it could be true for PJ Walker? Um, I'm not, I was not a huge XFL Walker or uh, watcher, but I am an ETR sub and I know Adam Levitan is full 3.9 for PJ Walker. <laughs> um, so I think it could be true. Yeah. All right, Pete, how about you? You know the XFL a little bit more, and, uh, you know, the Levitan social proof is an important thing, so are you buying this P.J. Walker stuff? I just want to say I do appreciate that my crystal ball character roasted you for not bringing up anything other than backup quarterbacks before we did a Numbers Don't Lie segment all about backup quarterbacks. I mean, it's almost like you could have seen the show notes in advance, but I, we all know that's not the case. <laughs> I got to find that Google Doc. <laughs> uh, Pete, do you think that's true, though, or false? Uh... I think that could be true. Yeah. All right. Last stat here, and then we'll determine which are two, which two are true, which one's a lie. Taysom Hill lost the starting job to Jameis Winston this offseason, but he'll get his chance this week versus Atlanta. And while Taysom has a rep for being a runner and a checkdown king, he actually threw for a league-high 11.5 air yards per attempt this year, and he has the highest adjusted completion rate in the league last season at 82.6%. Uh, Brian, you've heard them all now, so I'll ask you first. Which stats sound true, and which one would be the lie? Hmm. I think I'm going to go with my gut on that and say the first one because of the Kirk Cousins component. Yeah. All right. It's a slap in the face to our, our pal Arif Hassan, but that's what Brian's bringing to the table, and I respect that energy. Pete, which, are which one's the lie? Yeah, I, I would say that the implication there is not a slap in the face to Arif. I just want to clear <laughs> not that at all. Um, that was, it was designed to be <laughs> deliberately hurtful to our pal Arif Hassan. <laughs> I... Uh, I, Taysom Hill was fine last year. Hang on, I gotta enjoy this Blair Witch Project scene we got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Just see him bringing a body out of the truck. 
I got somebody mowing the lawn across the street too, so I can't really hear. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think Taysom Hill was that good. Like I don't think his completion percentage would have been that high. So I'm gonna say three is the lie. In fact, the lie is my beloved PJ Walker. His 11.2 yards per completion would actually be top 10, but not that great. Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo would be ahead of him. Lamar Jackson would be ahead of him. Um, there are a few more that I didn't note here because I can't put it in the document. In case Pete does look in advance, but PJ Walker, very good in the XFL, though. I had to actually pull up my old XFL data sheet to confirm and uh, actually wasn't as good <laughs> overall relative to the numbers we look at. So I'm not, I'm not going to back off here. I was still will support a backup QB, but... Um, maybe maybe not as great of a player as I remember. We were all grading on a curve during yeah. the XFL. We were ready to turn all of these guys into superstars. He won so much money in NFL DFS or XFL DFS at that point because it was the him and Cam Robinson stack week after week. That was a beast. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what he does this week. He might be starting. We don't know yet. Sam Darnold, though, has not gotten back in the practice yet. Uh, but we got Brian now settled in. Brian's shown off the home, flexing on us here at the parents' home, <laughs> looking good. What, what do the parents do? Uh, my dad and I are mortgage brokers and my mom's a teacher. So I got to say, Brian, I'm buying my first house and we're, we're doing the closing next week, which is part of my move across the country thing. And buying yeah. a house fucking sucks, man. I don't know if you could fix that, but if you, if you can, I would try to, we try to make it easier. Unfortunately, we're only licensed in Florida, so I couldn't help you out with that. But anybody that's uh, made a lot this year and ready to buy a vacation home, give me a call. Yeah. Brian, what's the so. plug here? We've, uh, we've plugged before medical yeah. supply companies. We've plugged, of course, the pasta house company, the official sponsor of welcome to the family, but give us yeah. your plug here for anybody looking for some Florida real Got estate. Got it right here. Island mortgage in Southwest Florida. There so you. yeah. Oh, so you, some could say you're an Island boy then, huh? <laughs> Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, the pride of Florida right now, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, I feel like uh, I haven't heard about the Island Boys in like three days. Are they still alive? Are they, are they doing all right? <laughs> Honestly, giving those guys a legitimate question to ask. Yeah, <laughs> Pete, I got to be honest, though. I'm surprised that there was not an Island Game Island Boy bit that was done here. I feel like that was like yeah. laid right up for you. I know. And I lost so uh CSU Ram, his wife, Ashley Jennings, made a, a bet with Peter that I would be an island boy for Halloween, and uh, I lost her that bet. So, yeah, I'm apparently letting people down left and right by not doing more <laughs> island boy material. Maybe for the showdown, Grant, you are, and you didn't want to do the tattoos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is like the main barrier, though. Like, you have to make your hair look stupid. You have to wear, like, fake tattoos on your face and body. That's too much commitment to a bit, even for this show. Yeah, it would have it would have been a lot. Uh, I do think, yeah, we probably should have flexed. Well, we did flex our Sunday night show. We could have done. It would have been absolutely perfect for us to be Island Boys last Sunday, and we dropped the ball. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to put this out there <laughs> shirtless right now. I'm in my eight everything that I like in LA stage here in the last week, and it's not not reflecting well upon me for any Island Boys bits. But maybe in the future when we get when we get a home gym. <laughs> There let's, you go. <laughs> let's do our ride or die picks though because we do have brian here we're going to build some lineups here we're going to build the showdown lineup and of course the low ball lineup for the week but got to talk about this game with the jets 17.8 implied points the colts 28.3 implied points so they are about an 11 point favorite in the books edge sports edj sports where we run 100,000 simulations has it as an eight point line so maybe a little bit of value there taking the jets to cover uh but brian you are the guest on this show and normally we do just pick a showdown captain here to make it easy for our ride or die picks so if you were to play showdown tonight who do you think would be the captain? I think I'm going Michael Carter. I mean, considering the Russian productions he's gotten and how many dump offs he got, you know, in the last game, I think he's going to be a pivotal piece there. 
All right. I like that pick here. Michael Carter looking good, catching a lot of those check down passes that Mike White seems to be part of the game plan. Uh, Pete, I normally don't like to let you go ahead of me because you've been really taking some good guys lately, but who would you take here? And why is it Denzel Mims? Do we want to just both agree not to pick Jonathan Taylor and then we don't have to like be upset at each other for taking the chalk captain? A gentleman's agreement on that? I think it seems fair. Shake? Shake. Yep. There we go. All right. Shake on it. All right. I'll take <laughs> Michael Pittman. All right. Uh, that's that's also a really good one, too. But you know what? I'm going to leverage off your plate. <laughs> oh, Presume the ball gets distributed a bit more, and Carson Wentz is the showdown winning captain. All right. There you go. I'm glad we were able to uh, to make that gentleman's agreement. I'm surprised right. you didn't put a caveat in that I couldn't take Michael Pittman either. <laughs> I think the Jonathan Taylor one was the most obvious one, but I, I actually put Carson Wentz. It looks like in most projection models I'm looking at, uh, Osmos in particular, looks like he's a little bit ahead of Michael Pittman for the median projection. So I'm happy with that one. Uh, but do you want to pull up a lineup we could build here and let uh, let our pal Brian here join us? And people also saying, Brian, that you and your dad, Nick, in the chat saying you guys should do an ironically bad local commercial parodying Island Boys. Honestly, could make you a lot of money <laughs> might have to consider that i don't know if i can get my dad to buy in on it but i'll see what we can do De does it your dad viral. know who yeah. the island boys are or have you not had that conversation with him yet we haven't broached the topic yet um but it sounds like i might have to do it so there yeah, you go that's the modern equivalent <laughs> of a parent's birds and the bees convo but going the other way is you have to sit down with your parents and tell them about the island boys <laughs> yeah um, so Spags, one thing I want to talk about here is uh, Splash Play Showdown contest selection. Uh, I famously, you know, tightened up the belt last mm -hmm. week. Uh, we did 10 cents. Both of those lineups cash, both John Ross and Kyle Rudolph, are, the guys we were debating, mm -hmm. both did good as the play. So now I'm wondering if we uh, we head <laughs> up to the 5 Are we up at the stakes, Pete? Play within your bankroll. That's what we always advocate for here. Responsible well, bankroll management. My bankroll just keeps going down each week. <laughs> um besides but, our showdown lineup builds oh actually no this is the this is a double up get the fuck out of here oh. with this double up <laughs> shit doing a five dollar cash game showdown <laughs> very specific lineup build is what that would be uh let's see here we need we need a single entry tournament spags is too big pig of a chalk donkey for us to be in anything super large Aww. field <laughs> <laughs> just mean uh brian do you enjoy showdowns yourself i feel like some people are not showdown fans are i'm curious which side of the aisle you fall on i wasn't for a long time um i started doing some of the you know prize picks and underdog getting some of the pickums in um i'll be honest though pete jumping on the showdowns and seeing some of the sims and stuff that you're running though it i've actually cashed in a couple this year which i previously had never done so Forget the forget the Island Boys uh, testimonial. Let's cut one right here for for Run yeah. the Sim. No, that, that that's cool to hear though. Yeah, it is. It's nice to to not be flying blind on those slates for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah and I, I think two showdowns. I would say for me, like there have been nights where the showdown Sunday night football has been my bailout for uh, a crappy main slate. And I would say that you know I think there's a little more control here and a little more forgiveness when you don't have the top scoring guy. You could still build quality lineups for showdowns. So that'd be my personal mm -hmm. take on it. But um, yeah. Ryan, where do you want to go first here? You could take the captain. You could take a utility spot. Follow your heart. Hmm. It's on so, me. This is a treat. This is on me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I think I might start us off with a little value. Yeah. Um, a go ahead and get the play in. Yeah. Ashton Doolin. Ooh, okay. Two. What is he? 200 bucks? Uh, 300. Yeah. 200. In this economy? I love it. <laughs> oh, wait. That's 300, Captain. Yeah. yeah oh, Ashton did you Doolin. wait? You wanted him at Captain? No, 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 no. Sorry. Okay. I was okay, looking at the like, pricing and it had pulled up for Captain. I was like, Ashton uh, Doolin getting an 8.5 fantasy point projection from Osmo, which I think feels aggressive, but I like the headshot. 
No, yeah. he's I mean, no, no Paris Campbell, no uh TY Hilton. He's gonna be out there in all three wide receiver sets. Yeah, he's, and getting, he's getting end zone targets, so a yeah. touchdown and he's hit value. He's honestly getting targeted more per snap, it looks like, than Zach Pascal, who we all know is a lock to score a touchdown every week from our show with Al a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, actually, that reminds me. What? A, yeah, what's the anytime touchdown prop on Zach Pascal tonight? <laughs> it's it's got to be down from. It's like minus four hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take you know I'll take the next pick here because I think this is going to correlate better with what we just talked about for the ride or die picks. I think Captain Carson Wentz seems like a pretty good move given that we got Ashton Doolin here putting up enough to get into the lineup. All right, if we're doing that, then we got to get Mike Pittman in the flex here. And okay. uh, I think this is set heading us on a trajectory to fade Jonathan Taylor potentially too. Mm, interesting, we, yeah. I think that's a pretty solid five move. One, five one Colts and then fading Taylor? I kind of like that. It's not a bad move. Brian, what do you want to do? Because you're, you're the one who's going to decide our direction. Hmm. Although I'm actually Did looking at an op, uh one of the sim lineups right now that's a 5-1 Colts that doesn't fade Jonathan Taylor so i mean we could still do it mm. let's throw him in let's see what it does cuz theoretically he, i mean we've seen him do it before where he has that you know 170 80 yard touchdown run and then they still end up passing and still get the production in yeah so. and there's some there's definitely uh value on the jet side to to make it work so uh is it your picks bags it is uh, so I, i'm i'm really torn here as to whether i should save pizza money or make him just take somebody at 2k i just think mike white with the rushing ability with the fact that he was so involved in the offense what? and you know i like he's going to be i think involved enough where you take him and hope there's somebody cheap that oh no not denzel mims <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> like a glove baby it's you did a... that to yourself i was spags honestly i was going to take keelan cole uh if we had the money but oops we don't <laughs> <laughs> a very solid line probably uh, the duel in part might make it not as highly duped you would think i actually think Doolin's going to be pretty popular hmm. okay uh where, where does run sims have the ownership or is that a thing yeah let me uh, I was looking at this earlier. So the average ownership I'm seeing for Doolin in the flex is around 24%. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I was got him at 27.5 and obviously go check out their data. I, I say it too freely here. Like I'm still working for them and, and doing shows, but uh, go check out the data because it is a reference point. I use for everything as well. I like the lineup. I, I like, I honestly like it too. I don't like leaving yeah. $0 left. Like I do think that does increase the likelihood of dupes, but it's a good line. Well, Brian, will you just ask everyone not to dupe us and we should be fine? Please, for the love of God, do not dupe us. Thank you. If, <laughs> if you guys can't take that earnest um, request from Brian to heart, then you guys are all just Unless lost. you're an island boy, then you could dupe. <laughs> if you are an island boy, but you must send us a video to let us know that you are an island boy and you must be in the full garb. Like or they need to get a mortgage through the island boys in florida <laughs> that is true yeah. island mortgage in florida that's where you got to go here imagine if we, we were like converting mortgage sales at really high rates and not getting a cut <laughs> i mean we have done the things we have done for uh you know pasta shops in st louis you know i mean we we really could take your small business to the next yeah. level and my, my former really boss could. under some heat today uh but the barstool funded a lot of stuff for small business out there and now we're doing it but just for mortgage companies medical tech companies and pasta companies and that's it <laughs> that's, that's right. all we can cover
That's it's right. a very unique niche. Yeah. I used to think that like people just wanted to come on the show to shoot the shit. And now I realize everyone's just coming on here to pump their small business bags. <laughs> Um, what should we, should we do the low ball now, Brian? Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, you're a part of the community here, so I, I want to give you the floor for a second because I know sometimes people want to ask Pete a question. Uh, even more infrequently, they want to ask me a question. But do you have anything you want to say to us here now that you're on the show here in the bright lights and making sacrifices to be on the show, which we very much appreciate? Yeah. Um, I mean, other than pumping my own bags, um, <laughs> if anybody wants to follow for mostly jokes, some minuscule DFS takes, uh, Brian F. Schultz one on Twitter. Um, and you, feel free to DM me if you legit do need a mortgage. I would happy to be help, you know, help you with that. Um, in terms of questions for you guys, though, um, how dead is my season-long team now that Derrick Henry is gone? It's probably pretty dead. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you do to handle it, though? Like, Did you pick up one of the running backs, or are you just going a different direction and hoping you can kind of get through? Um, I've got Damien Harris, and I, I grabbed Samaje P. Ryan. Um, as a long stash that I'm praying that at some point he comes back, um, I did pick up Jeff Wilson. Um, I have a feeling Kyle Shanahan feels like he owes something to him, so I think he <laughs> may get some production later in the year. So, Honestly, you know, Brian, you got some good takes. I feel like <laughs> you might. I know the mortgage <laughs> thing probably going to make you more money than being a DFS or fantasy tout, but uh, I'm enjoying what you're bringing to the show here. Professionalism, a polo? Like, what is what is this? What oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Got to wear the uniform. Spags is just like subtweeting me with this, uh, but the dress code. <laughs> I was not really looking at myself show more than anything. Yeah. Uh, well, you All know right. what, Spags? I'm gonna fucking get a dog. I'm gonna be driving next show, so suck it. <laughs> yeah, it said the time that you were on your phone was you laying on the couch because you were you had an owie or whatever. <laughs> Hey, that was an iconic moment in this show's history. <laughs> it was. The people yeah. loved it, and, and you looked so tall. That was the main thing that stood out to me. Uh, but let's Spags, do. Uh, we... Go ahead. I was going to say, when when you're mid-move going across the country, I feel like there needs to be a Splash Play Road Trip episode. Ooh. That, that is a possibility. I worry about the connection because I remember when I was driving uh, out here, out to LA four years ago, I remember there were some stretches where I just had no reception at all and was like, thank God I downloaded podcasts in advance. But yeah. um, something to think about. I definitely, we have to do a hotel episode because I'm bringing my equipment in, like in the back of the Honda Civic that I'll be, my girlfriend's Honda Civic that I'll be driving. The, the peak of luxury, a Honda Civic, a two-door <laughs> at that. I, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, I, oh, it's going to be great fun. I'm sure oh, yeah. your girlfriend will very much appreciate you uh, recording a podcast from the hotel. <laughs> Let's do our low ball lineups, Brian. This is the great privilege you get to be here. You get to join us in this competition where um, we we have not had somebody beat us yet in low ball, right? Or we have not like we have not collectively lost this person. Yeah, I mean the the odds are in our favor considering there's two of us. But yes, we have uh, one of us has don't, won. Don't, every don't ruin it, Pete. We're doing great at making <laughs> shitty lineups. Let's own that lane. But Brian, you're you are the guest here. We're very proud to have you on here. So please take the first pick here in our, our little low ball death match where we will try to build the lowest scoring lineup possible. And actually, Pete, update Brian and everybody else out there on some of the rules that we installed last week. Yeah. So the the only the newest rule is that uh, I believe if you if you uh, select someone that doesn't play. Uh, you just have to take 20 point, a 20 point hit regardless of their salary. And then the other thing is you need to use up to 49,500 of your salary. So you can leave only up to $500 on the table. Other than that, all is fair. And of course it's a snake draft. So once a pick has already been selected, you can't use it in your lineup. 
All right, there we go. So those are the All rules right. for low ball if you want to play along at home. And at some point, we will find a way for everybody to play along at home. But unfortunately, that day is not today. Brian, though, you can go first. So take whoever you want here as your optimal shitty lineup play. And this is from the main slate, right? Yeah, yeah main slate. Okay. Um, I will say there wasn't one that just like absolutely stood out to me as the number one overall pick this week. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and burn some salary. Um, we haven't seen anything over the last few weeks. I'm locking in Travis Kelsey at tight end. Okay. I think he's going to have another dud game under 10 points. Wow. All right. He's been terrible. Like, I, I got to say, like, I know that that's uh, a lot of people are aware of that, but I, the guys, the guys, so I mentioned my fantasy league that I'm doing for work. The guys that I have is my, my real zero RB approach, Travis Kelsey, Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs. It has not gone well. Ouch. Yeah, you it's hate to great. see it. You hate to Pete, see what it. What do you want? All right, so I'm in the middle here. Um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Aaron Jones. Um, so he's priced up here. I do think his, you know, he had a really good game last week because he had what, like 11 targets, uh, in that game. Uh, how many targets? Yeah, 11 targets with Jordan Love. I'm just not quite so sure. Uh, how nice of a setup this is going to be for aaron jones on the road here so i'm gonna i'm gonna chew through some salary there all right for me let me see this guy's price tag we talked about the thesis of the play earlier in the show but i will take alvin kamara at running back underperforming as the highest price running back on the slate all right yeah i think that's it's similar to the aaron jones play um just maybe a little bit more risky a little but. bit better, I think. Some the many people are saying that that's <laughs> the wisest move. All the DFS touts doing low ball lineups out there are saying that's a move. All right, you get the back to back. You get the turn. I will take for the turn. Um, b- b- no, that's not a good one. Um, I will take this guy's questionable. No, that's not a good move. Um, I'm gonna take Debo Samuel under. Hmm. No, he's he's on Sunday. No, he is. No, he's on oh, okay. Main. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pull in my main slate projection, so my my sheet's a little fucked up. Um, I'll take Debo Samuel underperforming this week for the first time in a while. Um, the price tag's coming up a little bit high. I've been on him every single week, but I feel like this is the week that I think he's gonna fall a little flat. Yeah, I think that is. It, also, with George Kittle coming back, mm-hmm. uh, I think that might hurt his target share a bit. Uh, I will do. I'm gonna chew through some more salary up here up top. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and also questionable. He's that's something we didn't talk about. Probably be more relevant tomorrow, but the hamstring issue might keep him out. So you might have to take a twenty, which would not be the best for you. Yeah, I I think he's going to play. He you know he didn't practice uh, it all last week before that Thursday night game against the Packers, and he he rarely misses. So I feel like I might be getting it in good here with a, a limited DeAndre Hopkins that actually plays. All right, Brian, you get two picks in a row here because you're at the turn. So who do you want for your low ball on it? All right. So next, I know I'm taking a little bit of a risk here, but I, I think CMC is going to play this week. I think he's going to get the, the majority of the carries. And Chuba Hubbard is still priced at 6100 I think that's and sharp. I don't think he's going to get much work at all. So I, uh, I'm kind of mad that I didn't think through that situation because I think that's a sharp one there. Yeah, I, that's honestly, that's one too, where like there's multiple outcomes that are going to be bad, like New England just barnstorming them. If it's PJ Walker starting, you know, as much as that would pain me, I think is a possibility as well. So I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Brian gets one more too. Yeah, double up. Yeah. All right. And I know correlation is probably the last thing that we want in this, um, but 
I'm doing it just so Leone knows he should not play him this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> there you go. No, we, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess these guys would be negatively correlated, which you would want. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, 4,500. Uh, what did he have? One target last week? <laughs> Talk yeah. about prayer yards. Am I right, fellas? Just came up with that one. <laughs> Did he even have that many air yard specs? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it, it worked. <laughs> It'll play. What do you want, Pete? Um, all right. I am going to... I feel like it is too risky with... I was thinking about going with Kyler Murray. Um, and that seems really risky, though. Um, you know what we are going to do? Jeez. Oh, all right. I'm going to do Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen at 6,900. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I think this will be a very good pick. I think that's a logical move. I was actually, so I was planning on this guy before you said it, but now it gets even better because I can leverage off of Pete's play by taking Dalvin Cook at running back against oh. Baltimore on the road. It's a low total game, uh, 22 implied points for Minnesota. I think it's a down Dalvin effort here. So that's my pick. This is the best lineup you've ever built. I mean, Kamara <laughs> Cook and Devo Samuel, this is like a beautiful tournament start right here. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. If you want to dupe the line about there, please feel free. Um, I, man, uh, I want to take Tua, but I won't do that. Um, man, this is, it's tough. It, it's tough when you go with this strategy because now I have to find guys who are going to actually play and still be bad. Yeah. Um, I will take for this spot. Um, I'll take AJ Green, who's currently questionable, he's, but he's not going to play. Is he officially not going to play? Okay. Then, you know, I, oh, he's on the, co- I know he's on yeah. the COVID list. Okay. My bad. Um, then you know what? I'll take, um, take Rondell. He never does anything. <laughs> you know what? I will take Rondell. I'll take Rondell Moore, uh, who has been going to get more snaps here. This is a terrible play right now, but I'm honestly just want to do it for the sake of time. So I'll take that hit. Please. I need to start truly leveraging against your low ball lineups by tossing it in the Millie maker lineup. Look at this nice mini correlation right here with Devo and Rondell too. I mean, I love this team. Um, I am gonna do. I'm gonna do Zach Ertz at tight end. I think he's way too expensive at 4,700. Okay, that's reasonable. So uh, lots of Cardinals in the mix. Oh yeah, over to Schultz. All right. Um, so I am gonna jump in on the trade news. Um, the Broncos getting rid of Von Miller. I think mm. they're gonna be absolute trash this week against Dallas, regardless of who the starter is. Um, so I'm gonna go for the Broncos defense. Mm. And then I'm going to take my quarterback um, and Trevor Lawrence. Okay. 5,400. Hasn't really proven anything yet. I think Buffalo's going to absolutely boat race him. So the moment of truth is going to come when you decide who to lowball stack him with, Jamal Agnew or LaVisca Chenault. And uh, <laughs> just know that uh, one of those will get you booted off the show. <laughs> I totally understand that. I will not be tarnishing the name of Visca. Thank one you. of those is a very clear minus EV play as well. And I think that those might be correlated if we're going <laughs> to go on be, a limb there. Be quiet, Spags. <laughs> um, want, I am going to, I want to get, I probably, this is probably when I should take my defense. This is probably, so Schultz took Broncos, which is a good pick here. Who else is looking really dead? You know what? We're just going to keep loading up on the Cardinals. Cardinals D at 3,400 here. Um, on the road in San Francisco. We're going to go with that. 
the the Cardinals onslaught. The onslaught is something we haven't done enough in low ball, but I do think is a pretty wise move. So I'll give you that. Um, not a good Darren Waller week with the rugs targets going away. Um, hmm. I'm going to go, you know what? Uh, this is really risky and it's going to make this a more appealing lineup for Pete to mock me for and put in the Millie maker, but I'll take Mark Andrews at tight end. I fucking love this team. Spags. <laughs> you are such, I mean, you are a GPP visionary. I hate Look that. at this beautiful correlation. Oh my god. <laughs> These guys all project like less than they should for me, but I agree that that probably makes it a very good tournament lineup and it's upsetting that this This is my... seriously like probably what my tournament lineups are going to look like this week. <laughs> um I will You know what? I'm just going to go all in on this. I'm going to correlate my running back play and take the Saints defense as well. Oh wow. Spags. This is the best bit you've ever done. <laughs> so I'm doing it for everybody out there. It's a great lineup here that we're building completely inadvertently, and I'll continue down the pathway. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to actually do what you're supposed to do and kind of pick uh, bad players uh, for this one. I'm going to put in, uh, rest in peace, Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell at 5,000 here. Mm, that's smart. Losing touches to Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, the ageless. Uncle June is what we call him on this show. Uh, Brian, what do you want for your back-to-backs? All right. Um, I am going to get a little bit of a game stack going. Um, I know we got the uh, two-point conversion last week, but Jacoby Myers will not catch another uh, touchdown this week. I think you just mushed it. I think you mushed his touchdown streak by putting in your low ball lineup. This was the catalyst. If this is what he needed to actually get one, I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is. uh, Did you do two picks or just one there? I did just one. Okay. Um, and we're going to get a little interesting. Um, I'm going to go double tight end. Um, my stack with Lawrence will be Dan Arnold. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. I like the double uh, tight end play. Uh, someone in the chat was taught. Yeah, Danny was talking about that being the optimal strategy here, going double tight end. Um, he's a little, we're, cheap, we're learning on the fly. It's really what we're learning about the optimal strategy. I feel for low ball. Um, it's, it seems like you haven't learned anything based on this lineup. <laughs> you've got smacks. based on the chat right now. Lou's saying, of congrats to Lou, by the way, on his new job. I think that's very cool to see on Twitter, but can't wait to use spags lineup at a single entry this week. I've been saying definitely got a dupe spags. I don't know if this is the desired outcome of our low ball bit. I mean, for, I mean, Spags, for you, it's probably not the uh, the desired outcome, but I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, the good news is we have nothing on the line besides our pride for this one. And ride or die picks are really looking up for me. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, all right. I am going to do – I'm going to play Matt Ryan at quarterback. Um, I kind of want to leverage against your, uh, you know, your defensive pick. No, uh, I, I mean, now without Calvin Ridley, this offense has just uh, been so bad. I think this is a bad spot for them on the road here. At this point, I'm not even taking plays I believe will be low ball ones, but I'm taking ones that fit this theme that we're building with the lineup. Taysom Hill, come on down at QB. It, uh, this lineup continues to make so much sense. <laughs> I think it's upsetting that I might be better at building bad lineups <laughs> that are good. <laughs> I, I guess finally now having Hill, Kamara, and the Saints D is, is probably your first misstep. Uh, yes, I think that's probably a good case, but I will, in, uh, let's see, a wide receiver. I'll take a guy, you know, let's go the other way. We'll, we'll run it back with somebody who 
probably is going to have an okay week. But Tajay Sharp, I feel like, could stink, but he's getting looks downfield. And I just want to have people, if you are going to dupe this lineup, um, this is a very live GPP lineup, I think, by putting Tajay Sharp in. Uh, it's very nice of you to get the GPP bros a bring back in your in your lineup. They are very happy that you're baking in that added correlation. That's what I'm them. here for. When I'm wrong, I want to be really wrong. And that's what I'm going for here. Um, all right. So I have... I can start to get some more uh, crappy players in here. Um, let's do. What do we want to do here? Let's. Um, I kind of like the uh, that double tight end angle. Let's do a CJ Uzoma here in what I project to be a very low scoring game, and then I'm gonna have to use 5,800 or more for my final wide receiver. Okay, it's a reasonable move. And uh, Brian, you got 3,200 left. Who do you want to take with your... Actually, that's mine. My bad. Sorry. Pete's confusing Wait, me what, here. What's the minimum salary we have to hit again? 49.5. 49.5. Okay. So I might have to pull Dan Arnold out then. Um, what? No, 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 no. Well, I, the, there aren't enough guys at the higher prices that I can actually get it done. What do you mean? Well, so... All right. Of course um, there is. Okay, you so I've got Devontae Adams. This you is part of the got, game I, within the game. <laughs> ooh. Do I just completely fade the, well, completely buy into the Kansas City offense and take Tyree Kill then? That's a move. That, that's up to you. I was I was thinking Mike Williams and Zeke, but that doesn't quite get me there. All right, we're going to go Mike Williams and. Yeah, let me, I can plug it in here and we can see how much. I don't. I, I've got one going on my screen. Um, 76. I don't like it. I think he's going to do well, but Austin Eckler. Okay. It gets me there. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, I might, I'm not going to toss this in the Millie Maker, but I might toss it in the $3. It's looking pretty nice now. Yeah. I mean, there's much better low ball lineups out there that we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pete, what's your final pick here? 6,300 left for you. Yeah. So I need to be up in the. 50, oh man, I'm one off of uh, Marvin Jones, who actually was on my short list of picks I wanted to make, but that would leave me at 49.4, which is uh, massively disappointing for me. So I guess that is going to put me up in. Uh, am I going to have to play a player that I actually love? No. I was thinking I might have to play DJ Moore. And I don't want to do that. DJ Moore uh, is either going to have an amazing game if Walker is the QB or one of the worst games of his entire career. And I think there's very little in between. Yeah, I I backed myself into a tough spot here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Sutton. I'm gonna do Sutton. I can't I can't bring myself to use oh I didn't even have the salary to use DJ Moore. So okay. it's Sutton it is. All right. So that, that's a reasonable one, though. He does get a little bit of a boost with uh, Noah Fant out on the COVID list. But yeah. I will say I'll take a guy that I don't think can kill me, even if he is involved. and He should get a target or two. Danny Amendola will be my flex play here to close it out. So if you want to dupe this one, it just got a little bit less appealing. But <laughs> I think look at guy. that. And also, I appreciate you using your full salary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of minus EV moves I made in building this low ball lineup. I would say relative to a low ball lineup plus EV for a regular lineup. 
Uh, but there it is. So go check that out. Of course, we will talk about the low ball lineups and how they did on Sunday. Shell will be back Sunday night doing that. Uh, Brian, please give the people all the plugs you want out there. And also, if you are watching on YouTube on Peach Channel, on a Splash Play channel, hit that like button, both for Brian doing the show here, helping us out with very little notice. He came on here, did a great job. So do that. And also show us a little love here. Helps us get seen by more people. So hit that like button. Brian, what's the plugs? Um, anybody that needs a mortgage, give me a call. Um, thank you guys for doing everything you do. Pete, I just dropped that in the Modelo beat the bus, uh, free roll. So if I beat the Swolecast lineup, uh, I feel like we got to have something on the line there. Yeah. Lee, uh, all right. I'll buy you. Um, you know what, for our dear sponsors, I'll buy, I'll buy you 10 weeks of, uh, of football outsiders. Does that only cost me $10 specs? Um, I think the price escalates at a certain point, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cheap enough. No, Perfect. we'll, we'll fit. We'll figure something out. How about this too? I will let, uh, no, this is what we'll do. I will drizzly you, uh, a 12 pack of Modelo's. If, if you we can do that, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I was going to say, did, did you get in on the top shot drop that just happened? I didn't, I missed it. I whiffed. Ah. All right. I thought you were going to say I'll drizzle something on you, by the way. It was weird. Like, where are we going with this show? Spags, just please. (laughs) Drizzle some hot wax on you. But go to check out Island Mortgage, of course. You do need a mortgage in the Florida area. And uh, Brian, what's the Twitter handle one more time? Uh, Brian F. Schultz 1. And what is your, uh, I need your DraftKings handle for this three-man contest invite I'm going to send on. Fear the Spear 16. Hang on, I'm gonna type this in the chat so I have it. Fear the S P E A R sixteen. I'll throw it in. I'm I'm also yeah. tossing it in here so people can send you head to head invites. Perfect. There, there you go. go. And, um, uh, and I and I'm following Brian now on Twitter, which as we all know is the greatest respect you can show to somebody. I just really absolutely I'm love honored. that Smiz was fucking lurking and he calling you out. Me man, he, he's so good. Me. I honestly don't even know how it happened. Like I legit have been following Smith since probably like 2014, and I must have like clicked around somehow and just fat fingered my way to now being an infamy with Al Smizzle. I love it. I love it so much. All right, uh, make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod. Of course, as Pete mentioned, go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. You get packages for $1 a week on there right now, and then the price will go back to what it is normally at a certain point, but I don't have that information in front of me, but go check it out. DVOA is a great thing to have in your life. All the other data on there, great things to have as well, and they are reasonably priced as well, very cheap compared to some of the DFS providers that just giving you football data that you need more. Pete, what are your plugs coming up here? Of course, you are doing content around the clock. Yeah, around the clock. Um, I am going to be getting up at 4 a.m. If you guys want to check me out, uh, taking a piss in the middle of the night. Uh, I'll also be doing uh, a showdown cram uh, here tonight at around 7.45 if you uh, want more showdown sim talk. All right, so subscribe to Peach Channel. Subscribe to the Splash Play channel. Of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts. We're still taking the five stars and review, and we'll probably be doing that for viewer guests at some point moving forward. We're just trying to change it up here to get guys like Brian in the mix, who we appreciate doing the show. Follow at Chris Spags. Follow at Peter Overzet. Follow Brian Schultz1. Brian F. Schultz1. There you go. Brian F. Schultz one. Follow him too. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. 2.30. Sam Hoppin, great data guy, will be on here doing Splash Play. We're the first time by himself, so we're excited to have him on. Come hang out with us then. See you guys soon. Bye.